From the blaze of emergency response to the beacon of security and retirement, this is the Atlas Annuity Podcast with your host, Marty Becker. Strap in, folks. Marty isn't your ordinary retirement planner. He's the financial firefighter who swapped his helmet for a headset to bring you the hottest safe money strategies in retirement without an ounce of burn. From guarding lives in the face of flames, Marty now shields your savings from the unpredictability of the stock market. He's the president, the owner, and annuity expert at Atlas Financial Strategies. Here's your host, Marty Becker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Atlas Annuity Podcast. This is Marty Becker, and I'm your host and the owner of Atlas Financial Strategies in St. Louis, Missouri. Today, we're going to be discussing the different types of annuities. There are approximately nine different types of annuities, but today we're only going to focus on five of them because these are the five that you're most likely to come across if you're actively looking for an annuity or you've been recommended one by your advisor. So this is where people tend to get the most confused because there are roughly 200 different annuity companies and they each have anywhere from five to 20 different annuities that they offer. So on the low end, that's a thousand different types of annuities. Some are really great. Some are not even worth your time to read the brochure. So the question is, how does the layperson find the needle in this haystack? And considering all the different types of annuities, how would they even know which needle they're supposed to be looking for? That's what we're going to discuss today. We're going to talk about the different types of annuities uh, that are offered in the marketplace to at least get you a gauge of what's available and what could possibly be a good fit for you. Now, I say that with one caveat, that you may think a certain type of annuity is appropriate for you, and your advisor may disagree and recommend something different, but they should be able to articulate and justify why they're giving you a different recommendation. Because there's a lot that goes into retirement planning using annuities that could go beyond your initial understanding. So I just don't want you to be surprised if you have your mindset on a certain type of annuity and your advisor recommends something different, okay? But again, they should be able to explain why they are recommending something different uh, than what you feel is appropriate for your situation. So today, we're just going to jump into the five most popular types of annuities available. And I'm going to give you just a brief overview of each one to keep this episode digestible. Uh, I'll do separate episodes for each type of annuity that we're going to cover today. So if you could, please and subscribe to this podcast or the YouTube channel, and that way you'll know when I drop the information in the near future. And also, I'll provide a link to the sh in the show notes so you can get all this information in a PDF format by going to my website, which is atlasannuity.com, and then click on the Annuities tab. And you'll find all kinds of reports that you can read. But the one I'm referring to in this episode is my flagship report called the Annuity Atlas. It's a really good resource to have on hand. So the first type of annuity you're probably going to run across is the SPIA, or Single Premium Immediate Annuity. A SPIA is designed for immediate income. Even though this may not be very PC, 
This is the one that I refer to as your grandma's annuity because this is the oldest type of annuity that's around. In fact, these can actually be traced back to the Roman Empire. And this is the type of annuity where you send a lump sum of money to the insurance company. And by the way, I, I use insurance company and annuity company interchangeably. So if you hear me say either one, I'm actually talking about the same thing. But what you would do is you send a lump sum of money to the insurance company, and then you start to receive an immediate income. These used to have a bad rap because in the past, if you funded a SPIA and you died six months later, the insurance company would keep all the money. But just like with anything, time and market demand has improved these products. So you have multiple options now, such as return a premium, where any remaining balance that has not been paid out to you in the form of income would be passed on to your beneficiaries in a lump sum. There's also an option of installment payments, where the income would just continue on a monthly basis to your beneficiaries until all the original premium has been paid back. Or you can set these up as a term certain, meaning we can design it to pay you for life with a guaranteed term length attached to it. For example, a life SPIA with a 20-year term certain would pay you or you and your spouse for life, but if you passed away after the 10th year, it would continue to pay for another 10 years to your beneficiaries. Now, a subcategory to the SPIA is the DIA. A lot of acronyms here. The DIA, or Deferred Income Annuity, it's the exact same product, only you are not activating the income immediately. But everything else works exactly the same. Okay, so that's annuity number one. SPIAs with a subcategory of DIAs. Number two is the Multi-Year Guaranteed Annuity, or MIGA for short. This one is very easy to understand as well because it works just like a bank CD. It's a guaranteed amount of interest for a guaranteed amount of time. It's that simple. And these come in options of anywhere from two to 20 years, but most of the time it doesn't make sense to go past five to 10 years. However, at the time of this recording, the rates are so good that I have a lot of clients locking them in for 10 years. So depending on the company that we choose, you can pull the interest off every year or up to 10% of the account value, or just let it compound throughout the term. So moving on to number three, the variable annuity. The variable annuity is what I refer to as the wolf in sheep's clothing. I don't like variable annuities. I don't sell variable annuities. I don't recommend variable annuities. The average fees are going to be around 3.75% per year, and you can 100% lose money inside of a variable annuity. The way you achieve growth in a variable annuity is what's called a subaccount. The sales pitch for these is, hey, there's no caps in the subaccounts, so you can get the full return of the market. And that's true, but you will also get the full losses of the market as well. 
and losing money completely defeats the purpose of owning an annuity. So you might as well just invest the money in the market and not pay all the fees. Now, if you're using a variable annuity for income, the income payments are normally lower than other types of income annuities. And then some of them will only allow you to have a single life income. Meaning if a husband owns it and is using it for income, if something happens to him, there is a very real possibility there wouldn't be anything left for his wife. After you factor in the fees and the possibility that you can lose money inside of these, all that money could disappear, including the income. So between all the high fees, the ability to lose money in sub accounts and only being set up for single life payout, this could leave a spouse in a really bad situation. And honestly, I would say about 90% of the negative stuff you read about annuities is referring to variable annuities. And unfortunately, they just get lumped in with all the other good annuities out there. Okay, so we're closing in now. Annuity number four is the registered indexed linked annuity or RILA. But these are more commonly known as buffered annuities. I like to think the annuity industry tries to simplify these things by just calling them what they are because a buffered annuity has a buffer in it. And what the buffer annuity does is it gives you some downside protection against loss. For example, if the index you are tracking in the annuity loses 20% and you have a 10% buffer, your account value would only lose 10% because of that buffer. Now, you might be thinking, hey, that doesn't sound like a bad deal. But as an early mentor of mine once told me, there are no deals in the insurance industry. Everything is based on math. So if you're getting a benefit on one end, it's coming from somewhere else. So here's how the buffered annuity works. The higher the growth opportunity, the smaller the buffer. For instance, the insurance company may offer you a 10% cap rate on the index that you're tracking, meaning you can get up to a 10% return on your money. But because of that high cap rate, the downside buffer protection may only be 10%. And again, at first you may be thinking, oh, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. If I start with 100,000 and I gain 10% the first year, and then it loses 10% the next year, I don't lose anything because of the buffer, which is true. You would still have 110,000 from your first year's gains. But what if the index goes down 20% in the second year. Now you lost 10% of 110,000, which would put your balance at 99,000. And then what if there's another 20% loss the next year? You would lose another 9,900, putting your account value at 89,100. So in order to just get your balance back to the original 100,000 that you put in there, that would take over a 12% return. But remember, because of the buffer, you have a 10% cap, meaning if the market were even to rebound that 12%, you could only get 10% of it. So your total balance would then come to $98,010. So you're still in the negative from where you started. And in this example, you're four years into this annuity and you've lost $2,000. And again, to me, 
the whole point of an annuity is not to lose money, which can happen in the buffered annuity. I think a good analogy for the buffered annuity would be an adult wearing a life jacket made for kids. But you may not sink to the bottom, but you could struggle to keep your head above water. So if you're going strictly for growth and protection, I think you would be better off with the fifth and final type of annuity that we're going to talk about today, which is the fixed indexed annuity. Now, the fixed index annuity is the one that most people get confused about because there are some moving parts to it. But once you understand it, it's actually very simple and it's, it's quite brilliant. The way a fixed index annuity works is you send your premium to the insurance company and then you get the option to track a stock market index. Now, that we're tracking a market index is important to understand because your money is not invested in the index itself, like in a variable annuity, it's tracking the index. Think of it as a scoreboard to a game that you're watching. You're wanting a certain team to win, but you're not actually playing in the game. Now, what happens when the index you are tracking has positive performance? Basically, when there are some points put on that scoreboard. You'll be credited interest growth on your money, and then those gains get locked in forever. If the index loses money the following year, you don't lose anything. All of your gains are locked in, and you can never go backwards due to a market downturn. And I think that's the part where people get confused the most, which is the crediting methods. Your interest growth gets credited one of three ways, either a cap rate, a par rate, or a spread. And I'll give you a real quick explanation of what those terms mean, because again, we'll get into a lot more detail in another episode for each one of these annuities. But real quick, a cap rate is just what it sounds like. It's a cap. It's a ceiling of how much you can earn during a crediting period. So if you have a 5% cap rate and the index goes up 10%, you'll get 5%. A participation rate is just as easy to understand. So let's say you have a 50% participation rate. The index goes up 10% you would get 50% of that growth or 5% in this example. The last type of crediting method is called a spread. So let's say you have a 5% spread and the index goes up 10%. You would be credited with everything above the spread amount, which in this example, again, is 5%. And just a side note, another big myth of fixed index annuities is that the insurance company keeps any profit above the cap rate or the participation rate. That is not how this works, okay? Again, we'll get into more detail of how that end of things actually works, but just know if someone says the insurance company is keeping any profit above the cap rate, they're completely wrong. If that were the case, then there could never be a participation rate above 100%, which there are many. So for example, if you're tracking an index that has a 120% participation rate and that index goes up 10%, the insurance company would credit you with 12%. So how would the insurance company make any money in that scenario? They can't and they don't 
the insurance company's profit is totally separated from how this part works. They make no money from this part of the transaction. Okay. But again, the easiest way that I can explain a fixed index annuity in the good years, your value goes up and your gains get locked in. In the bad years, you don't lose any money. These are designed strictly for growth and protection. However, fixed index annuities have an option to add something called a writer. A writer is just an additional benefit that you can add that will provide something you may need or want. So think of a rider like an option on a car. If you're buying an SUV, do you just need it for the extra room? Or do you need the extra room and you need it to perform in bad weather or go off road? So in that case, you would want the option of an SUV with four wheel drive. The most common type of rider or option that you'll see in a fixed index annuity is an income rider. An income rider will provide exactly what it sounds like, which is income. And that will be a guaranteed lifetime income that is available for both you and your spouse if you're married. The nice thing about the income riders that come with these fixed index annuities is you do not have to pick a predetermined date of when you want to start the income. Unlike the deferred income annuity that we spoke about earlier, where you have to pick a start date, the fixed index annuity with the income writer allows you to start the income whenever you want. So if you're a couple years out from retirement and you're not exactly sure if you want to work another two years or another five years, you don't have to make that decision at the time of funding. And every year that you wait to activate the income, it automatically gets bigger. So the other difference between the fixed indexed annuity with an income writer and the deferred income annuity is that these incomes are, they're normally going to be quite a bit bigger on a guaranteed basis than you would get with the deferred income annuity. The reason that is, is the income writer does have an expense with it, which is normally anywhere from 0.9% to 1.25%, depending on the company. So what you get in exchange for that income rider is every year that you wait to activate your income, it will automatically increase by a predetermined amount that is normally going to be bigger than what the deferred income annuity would increase. For example, at the time of this recording, if we take a, a 62-year-old couple and we use $100,000 for premium, uh, and they're planning on retiring in three years, the highest paying fixed indexed annuity with an income rider has a 9% higher income than the deferred income annuity. Plus, that couple would still have the flexibility if they wanted to work another year or two to get closer to Social Security full retirement age, or if they decided they wanted to retire a year earlier, they could activate the income at any time they want it. So it's super flexible in that aspect. The other big difference between the fixed index annuity with the income rider and the deferred income annuity is the fixed index annuity would still have the opportunity for growth to extend your death benefit, where the deferred income annuity has no growth option attached to it. Okay, everyone, I think I melted your brain enough for one day. 
I don't want to get into all the different nuances and options that come along with these different types of annuities. Again, we'll break each one of these down uh, a lot further in a future episode. I really wanted this to be a 30,000 foot view of the five most common types of annuities that you're going to run across. Now, if you have questions or you'd like to see what annuities are available that may be appropriate for you, I recommend you head over to atlasannuity.com. That will take you directly to my calendar page and you can book a short phone call to talk and get your questions answered. You can navigate to all my other resources on the website from that page and go to the annuities tab to download the flagship report. Under the videos tab, you can watch my video series, 20% More Spendable Income in Retirement, which I will also leave a link to in the show notes. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode number two of the Atlas Annuity Podcast. There's a lot more information to come in the future to help you master the fundamentals of retirement. And we want to get this information out to as many people as possible. So if you found this information helpful, like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and please share this podcast with someone that you think can benefit from this information. Again, this is Marty Becker, wishing you the best in your financial education, and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Atlas Annuity Podcast. All information presented is for educational purposes only and is not a recommendation to implement any tax strategy, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or transfer any security or insurance products. Atlas Financial Strategies Incorporated is an insurance-only licensed entity, and any decisions to buy or sell securities should be discussed with a licensed securities advisor, and any tax strategy should be discussed with a licensed tax professional. Past performance of any strategies or products mentioned are not a guarantee of future returns. For any other questions or concerns, please go to www.atlasannuity.com.